It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Introducing our show, the Tema American Reshoring ETF, the pioneer in investing in America's infrastructure revival and beyond. Invest in the companies we've identified as leading and benefiting from this industrial resurgence today. Visit us online, temaetfs.com slash RSHO. Before investing, carefully consider the fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus and summary prospectus available at temaetfs.com. Read carefully. Investing involves risk, including possible loss. Foresight Fund Services, LLC. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, James Erpine. Great to be with you on a Wednesday on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. If you're new to the podcast, I'm James Erpine, and I cover the Bengals for ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW in Cincinnati. And we do this every single weekday. It's your daily Bengals fix. A lot to get to in today's show, including something that I forced into yesterday's podcast, admittedly, that I want to elaborate on today. Plus, ESPN posted an article about the 99 NFL players, coaches, and themes that will define 2018. Andy Dalton, Tyler Eifert, Marvin Lewis make the list. I want to discuss those coming up in just a bit. But first, Peter Schrager defends Andy Dalton, says that we're sleeping on him. Here's Peter Schrager from NFL Network yesterday. I thought last year was a tough, tough road for Dalton. They spent a top 10 pick on John Ross. He doesn't catch a single ball. They deplete their offensive line. Andrew Whitworth's gone. Kevin Zeitler's gone. And then Dalton gets thrown in there, and they fire his offensive coordinator about two weeks into the season. And what's he do to finish the year? They beat the Lions. They beat the Ravens. They knock both those teams out of the playoffs. They end on a good note. And Dalton, for all his flaws and all his big prime time inabilities, whatever you want to say, been to the playoffs five out of seven years in the wow. NFL. And he's going to his eighth season. And he's playing in a division that has been very good. I mean, besides the Browns, you're looking at the Steelers and the Ravens who are perennial playoff contenders. And yet the Bengals are in that conversation every season. Here is my big push for Andy Dalton One. this season. Bill Lazor filled in yep. kind of as the offensive coordinator down the stretch. And their offense took off at the end. They now have an entire offseason. The same way I feel about Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. and Jimmy Garoppolo having an entire offseason to work here. That's how I feel about Bill Lazor's offense. He comes from a Chip Kelly kind of scheme where he was mm-hmm. with the Philadelphia Eagles. And he was with the Dolphins. He comes with a different view of this. I think Andy Dalton could be the benefactor of a whole offseason with this offensive coordinator saying, I can make the leap. We saw him do it with Jay Gruden. We saw him do it with Hugh Jackson. Now it's Bill Lazor's time. I'm going with Andy Dalton. Slept on. No one's talking about him. They get everybody back, and it's another year in that offensive scheme. That's Peter Schrager. And uh, on the whole, overall, from what he said, I agree with. That entire video, by the way, is at LockedOnBengals.com, as is every single Locked On Bengals podcast. But overall, I agree. Look, is Andy Dalton going to be better with a better supporting cast around him? I hope so. Is he going to be better if Bill Lazor is better than Ken Zampezi slash Bill Lazor inheriting the team after not having to uh, being able to work with him during the offseason? Yeah, absolutely. An entire offseason of Lazor's offense, I think Andy should benefit from that. 
can the offensive line be worse than it was last year? Certainly hope not. I mean, they're more talented. I keep hearing about how Frank uh, Frank Pollock's mentality is intense, as you heard with our, our interview yesterday with Trey Hopkins on the offensive line. So I think the offensive line will be improved. Keep hearing about how John Ross is going to be healthy, all right, or, or is, is fully healthy and looks better than he's ever looked in the pros. Great. Tyler Eifert, fully healthy. Okay. And you've heard from both of them last week on the podcast, Tyler Eifert and John Ross. All right. If that's the case, Andy should be better. Totally understand that. I get that logic. I'm also not naive enough to think that Andy's much different than what he was last year or the year before that or the year before that or the year before that or the year before that. Well, James, what do you mean? Andy Dalton is good, especially when there's talent around him. Sure. Absolutely. 2015, his numbers were better than any other year of his career. Completed 66% of his passes. His quarterback rating, well, it was uh, high, 106.2. His QBR was the highest of his career by far at 70. I mean, he was great. No doubt. Great in 2015 prior to his injury. His weapons around him were great. And he was the same guy. And that's how I look at it when it comes to Andy Dalton. Are we sleeping on him? We shouldn't because he's been the same guy from year one to now. Sure, sure, he's matured and he's gotten better and experience has helped him, et cetera, et cetera. But like last year, he completed 59.9% of his passes. As a rookie, he completed 58% of his passes. He's thrown to Jerome Simpson as his wide receiver too. <laughs> he had 13 picks as a rookie, 12 last year. 20 touchdowns as a rookie, 25 last year. Threw for 3,398 yards as a rookie, 3,320 yards last year. Again, I'm not knocking him. That This isn't me saying, Blandy Dalton, get rid of him. No, fine. He's here, right? And he's the, the stabilizing force at quarterback. The point being is simple, and it's a, a very simple one. Whatever's around Andy is what Andy's going to be. You put trash around Andy, Andy's not going to be that good. Was okay last year at times, but overall wasn't that good. I could count the number of deep balls, but I could I actually couldn't count the number of deep balls that sailed out of bounds and over wide receivers' heads because there was a lot of them. Brandon LaFell in the Houston game, that would have been a game winner. Multiple times to A.J. Green. Heck, I put him on LockedOnBengals.com a while ago. Every missed throw to A.J. Green uh, that Joe Goodberry posted. And by the way, speaking of Joe Goodberry, he'll join me on the podcast tomorrow. But the point being, whether and I'm known as a Andy Dalton basher, fine. And there are plenty of fans that are Andy Dalton fans who believe in him, who think he's good enough to get this team to a Super Bowl. That's fine. I think we can all agree, though. Andy Dalton goes as the weapons around him go. I'll say it again. Andy Dalton goes as the weapons around him go. If the weapons around him are good, Andy Dalton's going to be pretty good. If the weapons around him are bad, well, he's just going to be okay or bad. Had the lowest QBR of his career last year. And, yeah, you could say, yeah, he got sacked 39 times. James, he got sacked 39 times. He got sacked 46 times his second season. I mean, it was the past two years. Say what you want about the offensive line, but he got sacked less the past two years than he did his second year in the league. So I get it. I understand it. He needs more around him. I agree with you. I do. I think that overall, Andy Dalton is a solid NFL quarterback. Solid enough to get to this team team to the playoffs this coming year? Sure. But it's reliant on the weapons around him. 
Is my logic skewed? I don't think so. It's so basically you tell me, I'll tell you if Andy Dalton has a good season based on Cordy Glenn, Tyler Eifert, John Ross, AJ Green, Joe Mixon, staying healthy, Billy Price. I'll throw him into the mix as well. Based on Bill Lazor's play calling. Those guys stay healthy and Bill Lazor is a competent offensive coordinator. Andy Dalton will have a big year. If those guys don't stay healthy, they're dinged up. Bill Lazor struggles. It's more like Ken Zampezi than Jay Gruden or Hugh Jackson. Well, then Andy Dalton's in trouble. He's reliant on what's around him. That's fine. That's okay. But I think it's something we can all agree on. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. That's not a slight. That's not me saying that. I get it. Quarterbacks are relying on the offensive line. That being said, there are quarterbacks in the league that can elevate those around him, that can get more out of Brandon LaFell, that can get more out of a, a poor offensive line, or can get more out of Giovanni Bernardo. Insert whatever name you want. It's okay that he can't, but you have to know that going in, and I think that's why the Bengals have done what they've done over the past two drafts. Think about it. They turned the 12th pick into two starting offensive linemen. They turned the ninth pick. They spent the ninth pick and the 48th pick on a deep threat in a running back who they think is a stud in Joe Mixon. They're trying to build around Andy Dalton because they know he needs help. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. That's not a knock. I do not want to get tweets. Or maybe I It's fine. You can tweet me if you think I'm knocking Andy. Do you agree with that logic, though? Because I just think it's pretty sound. Up next, let's dive into something ESPN posted, including Andy Marvin, a hot seat. And Tyler Eifert. We'll get to that next on the Locked On Bengals podcast. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So ESPN posted an article about the 99 NFL players, coaches, and themes that will define 2018. They believe Andy Dalton is on the hot seat. They say, quote, Dalton has no more guaranteed money on his deal beyond 2018, which means Cincinnati could easily bail from its 2019-2020 commitment. That doesn't necessarily make the seat beneath Dalton scorching, but it's a little warm at least. No, it's not. At least not from that perspective. Andy Dalton is not getting released. Not next year, not the year after. He's got too much value. Andy Dalton, in my eyes, has been kind of bad. He was kind of bad last year. And even with that being said, he was still valuable based on what he was making money-wise. The, the Bengals will always be able to trade Andy Dalton for substantial picks when he's under and making the money that he's making now. That's why I'm, I was so on board this offseason with considering trading him. Because if you did, you were going to get a lot in return because Kirk Cousins, who's a comparable player, is going to make $30 million per and got a fully guaranteed deal. Andy Dalton has zero guaranteed money and three years left on his contract. Value. So no, Andy Dalton, he's not on the hot seat. Not on the hot seat one damn bit. And if he is, it's because the Bengals trade him, which, let's be honest, the Bengals ain't trading Andy Dalton. They also say Marvin Lewis is on the hot seat. But Mike Sando does note, he says, is there any such thing as a hot seat in Cincy? Lewis has been immovable since 03 and could be on, uh, on the hot seat in fans' minds only. I think if he struggles this year, Marvin's gone. I could be dead wrong on that. 
But I think if he struggles, I think they were very torn on bringing him back. And Mike Brown won because it's his organization. But I think whether it was the Blackburn family, obviously Duke Tobin, everyone in that front office, I don't think everyone was saying, oh, let's just bring Marvin back. I think it was Mike Brown. And obviously the Bengals feel like they should win now. If they win four games, five games this year, you might be thinking about, eh, probably move on from Marvin. That being said, does it look like a five-win roster? They won seven last year. I think they're in that seven to nine-win range again this year. So, no, I don't think Marvin's on the hot seat. Could he be? Is there a scenario where he's not the coach in 2019? Yes, I think there is. And one more, players set to cash in with a big year. And they say Tyler Eifert, and I completely agree. If Tyler Eifert comes out and has a huge year, the Bengals have to pay him. I know people won't want to admit that, but you got to keep him around. Like, let's say the Bengals get back to the playoffs and Tyler Eifert has 50-plus receptions and 10-plus touchdowns and looks like the guy in 2015. Well, what did you tag him for? Maybe maybe you tag him again, and that's fine. But I think Tyler Eifert, I think he could play his way into a huge contract this year. You agree with that? I get it. The struggle the past couple years, health-wise. But if he plays well this year, someone's going to pay him. Someone. Whether it's a, a top five contract for a season with the, the franchise tag or something different, like someone else paying him or the Bengals. The other thing is Geno Atkins a free agent after this year. Carlos Dunlap a free agent after this year. There, there are some franchise tag candidates. We'll dive into that at some point, including tomorrow. Joe Goodberry of The Athletic going to join us. And that's what I'm going to ask him. Carlos Dunlap, how valuable is he to this team? What about Tyler Eifert? Who would you tag? Who would you extend? What about Geno? Should the Bengals keep all three? Should they keep those two and see how Eifert does and then still have the tag ready for use? We'll dive into that and so much more with Joe tomorrow on the Locked on Bengals podcast. Make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com. I wrote about Joe Mixon and John Ross. Got a bunch of interviews up there, including my interviews with Ross, Tyler Eifert, William Jackson III, and so much more. Guys, thank you so much for listening today. Until tomorrow, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Lockdown Bengals Podcast. Clover gives you the power to run a smarter, faster restaurant. See everything in real time with the kitchen display system. Streamline takeout and delivery with online ordering. With the right tech, quick service is getting even quicker. Clover, accept payments, run your business, and sell more. For a limited time only, visit Clover.com to get a $450 statement credit on qualified hardware purchases. That's www.clover.com. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.